Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. At the age of 34, Steve Gleason, a former NFL defensive back and New Orleans hero, was diagnosed with ALS and given a life expectancy of two to five years. Weeks later, Steve and his wife Michelle discovered that Michelle was pregnant with their first child. What a remarkable set of circumstances. Uh, This film is a uh, wonderful, intimate, incredible, intimate portrait, not only showcasing the astonishing assertion of the human spirit, but more importantly, a powerful and inspirational look at life, love, and family, and intense bonds between husbands and wives, fathers and sons, and sickness and in health. We're joined today by the director of the film, Gleason, and that would be Clay Tweel. You will know him from some of his previous work, including last year's remarkable documentary, Finders Keepers. Clay Tweel, welcome to Film School. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. All right. Well, I guess uh, what a what a great subject in the in in the person of Steve of uh, Steve Gleason. It's uh, he's a remarkable guy, outgoing, fun loving, full of life. Um, where did you meet? How did you meet? What was the circumstances that led to ultimately led to the production of this uh, documentary, Gleason? Sure. So. Um... They, it had been being made since 2011. You know, Steve was filming himself, and uh, his wife Michelle was was aiding him in doing that and trying to, you know, record their lives for their unborn child at the time. Um, and they, along with some other guys, were uh, came on to help film uh, when Steve no longer could. They had accrued a, a large amount of footage, almost like 1,200 hours of footage wow. um, over three years, and. I came on a couple years ago. I saw a, a little clip um, that they had put together, and it was really amazing. It really was a powerful uh, example of what the story could be. I think it was, in, in my mind, it showed that the movie could be both heartwarming and heart-wrenching all at once. Mm. And um, so I was very impacted by that clip, and um you know, I knew Steve's story a little bit. I have, I'm an avid football fan, so I remember the punt block uh, that he's famous for back in 2006. I was watching that game live um, and had just heard about Steve's story a little bit. Um, but really um, starting to see some footage, it, it was clear that, um, and it really connected with me because uh, my dad uh, has been Muhammad Ali's lawyer for the last 30 years, and I they kind of grew up as family friends. And so I had a bit of um, what I consider to be a unique perspective on telling a story of, you know, a sports hero going through a tragic diagnosis and um, how that impacts his daily life. And so I, I saw this clip and I, I flew down to New Orleans and just kind of professed my love of, of trying to tell this story and, and, um, and what they were trying to do. Um, to Steve and Michelle, and um, and started working on it very soon after. Yeah. Um, well, let, let's yeah. let's let's talk a little bit about Steve. You mentioned the that he's a, uh, he was in the NFL. Let's talk a little bit about his career. And you mentioned the play, uh, but um, going back to his days in college, because it's in Gleason, sort of 
tracking mm-hmm. this man who was undersized. Go ahead, get into a little bit of how he was as a football player, and then we'll get into him as as a person. I think it's reflective. Of yeah, I th- it's because it's a good juxtaposition actually. The way he was on the field and off the field. On the field, um, Steve was a a bit of like a free spirit wild child. You know, he was he was undersized, and he made up for that by being lightning fast and being uh, being a big hitter, being somebody who was going to, you know, um, kind of sacrifice his body to make the play. Um, he was uh, one of the best special teams people uh, once he made it to the NFL. Um, so he was like an undersized linebacker, and then always the guy, once he made it to the NFL, who was like always on the, on the cusp of being cut from the team. You know, he was that, that kind of like Rudy – uh, type of person and um but when he when he did play he always made a big difference and i think um somebody told me this the other day i need to fact check it for sure but that when steve was in the nfl for those eight years that he blocked more punts than anybody uh in the league at that time in that time span um so he was really uh just this this firecracker yeah, exactly. um and um and and i think that that's a good like I said, a good counterbalance to how he was off the field, even talking to some of his friends and, you know, and then later his wife uh, and other teammates. He was also a very cerebral guy. He was uh, quite, um, uh, you know, somebody who was well-read. He, he, even though he was an NFL player, he lived in like a one-bedroom apartment in New Orleans with his mattress on the floor, no TV. He drove a bio, biodiesel truck, uh, read uh, philosophy um so he's it was a really interesting he's just a unique person i think in that way kind of this uh many people said like uh he was a warrior poet of some sort yeah um and so that that is a, an interesting way to think about this guy that then puts gets put through all these challenges yeah and you know if i'm i'm a, i watch football i'm a foul call myself a fan and he's one of those guys and there's a number of guys in the league that have throughout you know, Wes Welker's one guy that comes to mind. The guy who is undersized, and you see him out there with these giant guys who are obviously he's undersized to be there. Why is he there? Because he possesses a certain degree of physical and mental toughness that is yeah. required. And I think that's the, what, that's the sort of the carryover between his on the field and off the field. Obviously, Steve Gleason was somebody who was uh, mentally prepared to take, uh, you know, what it to do what it took to be a professional football player. And Absolutely. I mean, I, I was sorry to, to jump no, in there, right. but he, he, uh, there was a potential title for the movie for a long time when we were editing, editing was relentless because <laughs> that's just what people called him all the time. His determination and his like dogged attitude towards everything that he does is just, it, it defines him. Yeah. And so, so, uh, let's let's talk a little bit about. By the way, we're speaking with uh, Clay Tweel. He is the director of the film uh, Gleason. It is opening uh, today, as we speak, on Friday, uh, July 29th, here in Los Angeles at the ArcLight Theater, as well as it's opening at the Landmark 12. Um, and in New York, it's opening at. And you're you will be in New York for Q and A's. Tell us where you'll be in New York. Uh, we will be at the Lincoln Center and the uh, Landmark Sunshine. Um, so Michelle and and myself will be there all weekend. And um, and Steve Gleason himself will be up in Seattle. 
correct. Steve and, and uh, a couple of the uh, cinematographers who uh, shot the vast majority of the footage here, Ty Mintensmall and David Lee, will be up in Seattle. And uh, Scott Fujita, who's a teammate of Steve's and a producer on the film, uh, he'll be in San Francisco. Okay. So we're, we're kind of spreading out all over. The Seattle Theater is the Guild 45th, too, and then the one in San Francisco is the Embarcadero Center, Cinema 5. And here in Los Angeles, you mentioned that uh, we'll have some of the people from the film at, at the Arclay and the Landmark kind of trading off, so uh, in, in appearances at the different screenings as well. Um, I want to talk about, and you, by the way, if you can go uh, to uh, Gleason, uh, Gleason.com, is that right? Do I have Gleason that? Movie. Gleason Movie.com. Sorry, GleasonMovie.com. Yeah. That didn't sound right. Uh, and uh, I want to talk about Michelle. Because as as important yeah. and vital and the the you know the 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 sub obviously the subject of the film and in 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 his spirit carries forward. Uh, Michelle's role in this is uh, what? How would you characterize Michelle, his wife, in this film? I I mean I think that her story is is almost uh, just as important as Steve's story. I think that um, she is uh, equally as uh, heroic as much as she would hate that word, uh, in her pursuit of, of uh, trying to to face the challenges of ALS. So um, the caretaker side of this story is is crucial um, and something that was a big surprise to me in, in trying to put the movie together. Um, I didn't really think or, or know about um, Michelle's journey through this. You know, there's been a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of media covering Steve over the last six years, uh, there's an NFL Network piece and ESPN, and there's there's a lot of uh, coverage, but no one really ever delved into Michelle's side of things. And when I was looking through the footage, that was something that struck me quite deeply, um, that we would be able to show the complexities of Mel- Michelle's uh, journey and what it's like to be a, a caretaker. Um, and I think that that really elevated the movie um, beyond you know, a, a film that's just about ALS or just, you know, about football. It kind of goes beyond the expectations of, of the viewer. Yeah, it really does. And one of the things that makes uh, Gleason such a compelling watch is the uh, honesty that both of them have. Um, and, uh, by the way, the film opens with their the day of their wedding and the and the minister invoking the you know, for richer and poorer, you don't really know how much you're in, in you know, into, uh, I, I'm paraphrasing this part, but until you face the tough po- times is when you really find out what your relationship is made of. And it, again, as much as this is about Steve Gleason and his, and his struggles and his journey and his bravery, it is a love story because, it, because their, their honesty with each other is really, really a, an integral part of this film. Absolutely. I mean, they're... I think that this movie derives its power from the the fact that um, Michelle and Steve are two people that are kind of special in the way that they're able to talk about their feelings as they're feeling them. You know, they're, yeah. the 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 footage in the film is very experiential, and you're really like sitting and living in these moments with these people, and so you put on top of that them being so emotionally sophisticated enough to kind of tell talk about what they're going through um it really gives you this window this intimate portrait of um of a marriage and and certainly of the 
different uh, relationships that are being shown. It's hard not to fall in love with both of them. I mean, they're really terrific people. And, and, and I really, I just, everybody in this film is, uh, I mean, I, there's, a, there's a relationship with his father, which is a part of the film, uh, and and all that that entails with father and son relationships, it's no different yeah. for for Steve Gleason than it is for most of us. So there is that. But I want to step back because I really don't think I have quite adequately described more or less the the format or the 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 uh, the frame of this film, which is Steve comes to realize through this diagnosis that with the ALS that he's going to be dealing with this. In the meantime, within a very short period of time, Michelle is diagnosed, uh, diagnosed. She's pregnant with their son. And so he's making this, this movie in order to be able to talk to his son who he may or may not be able to see grow up. That's correct. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's absolutely accurate. So the, the foundation of the story in and of itself, you're, from the jump, you're, the audience is put into the position uh, of Rivers, and that was on purpose. We, you know, the very first right. thing that you see is, is a video diary, and Steve staring right at the camera, talking to to you as if you were his future child. Um, and uh, you know, we wanted to to be able to really hammer that home and and show show what the the movie is part of the legacy that, that Steve wants to leave. Um, but it's, it's interesting. I think that, you know, while these video journals were a crucial part of structuring the film and, and piecing it together, that at some point the, the footage being captured and, and even the video journals became cathartic for yeah. Steve. Yeah. Um, that, you know, it goes, it goes a little beyond um, just telling uh, a funny story or a memory from your past, uh, to your to your child and it, and it becomes a way an outlet for Steve to express um, what he's going through and also I would add that from the point of view of someone who is going through something that is unimaginable for someone who especially someone beginning life as rivers will will be as he's watching these films and to be mm-hmm. able to see his his father and mother uh, in these situations that he will only as as he gets older and more mature understand just really the the entire depth and breadth of their commitment to not only to him but to each other which i don't think i can't think of a better gift that you could give a child than than in 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 the context of 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 you're not being in the room when this happens so you don't it, it's just a different it's it's a different way of of thinking about it or or of experiencing it but what a powerful thing for for him as a as a child yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, uh, showing the story of, of love and um, these challenges, I think it really highlights the way that his parents go about in the world, which is, you know, there's, they, they weather storms by trying to find the light constantly. And they do that frequently with humor or with just a, a general positive attitude. I mean, that for me, the first time I, I went down there and met Steve and Michelle, I was um, really taken aback at what it's like to be in their presence and the energy that Steve and Michelle have. Um, so it, it's, it is just, it was positive and, and they were cracking wise and, and having a good time. And I was like, man, I can't believe these people are in this situation. Um, and they're still re- reacting this way. But I, so as the, as the story was, was being told, I wanted to be able to reflect that and show 
like the the humor and and the joy for life that these people still possessed when confronted with you know tragic and sad situations and i think that that is probably the most special lesson of all for rivers um that to see that you know uh he comes from a, a long line of people not giving up it's it's really special thing to watch yeah and i i want to um Yes, you, you mentioned humor. I want to talk about that a little bit because it is. It's funny. This is a really funny film. And uh, as you, if you people who go to the website for um, for Gleason, GleasonMovie.com, um, they'll see uh, the, the reviews. And, and, and what's consistent in the reviews that the critics are saying is it's uplifting. It's, 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 uh, it's powerful, obviously, but it's an uplifting film. Not to say that there aren't. Uh, parts of the film where you're seeing in you know the most kind of raw sort of ways what what Steve is going through with ALS, which is a just a horrific disease. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's it's um that is something that we're very proud of that it's an uplifting movie and um it was a hard thing to balance also not being saccharine and cheesy. Yeah. Um, because I think a lot of people see that. Um, and they, they think, oh, an inspirational movie in kind, like it just is automatically going to be, um, cheesy and especially a documentary and it's a terminal illness. And they just think like Hallmark kind of movie of the week. And, um, and so really trying to get past that and get through to people that, that know it is, it is, it is both raw and inspirational at the same time. Um, and I think again, like one of the that just goes back to the juxtaposition of uh, of the story of who Steve is, of Steve's situation. It's it's a lot of things packed into one moment. So you're going to be laughing and crying yeah. within moments of each other, yeah. and you're going to be uh, experiencing these highs and lows. Well, and and there are some tough choices that need to be made as the disease progresses, and and Steve makes decisions that may not always jibe with what his team may think is a good idea and and it's there it's in the film and so it's there's some back and forth it's 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 a wonderful film um and, and the last couple minutes i have with you i want to talk a little bit about the filmmaking side of this uh mm-hmm. you, you came to this film uh, uh film project with a lot of raw footage to go through you mentioned 1200 hours uh, i don't know how much you shot beyond that but um assembling and I mean just watching and, and pulling this film together had to be a daunting exercise as a filmmaker tell me a little bit about your process what you were what you were trying did it did it emerge as you were going through it or was it something that you sort of saw early on that you wanted to try and highlight in in the film what, what was that process like for you yeah I mean it, it's every documentary is an, an exploration process that's why I love making them um, and with this one the the journey for me was uh, as follows, like I thought that the film was going to be, yes, a father and son movie, but mainly a guy who kind of finds his purpose through a, a very tragic situation. But then what was revealed to me, and as I was watching the footage, the thing that I was personally drawn to the most uh, of the thousands of stories to be told out of thousands of hours, I, I felt like the caretaker side with Michelle, that intergenerational story of fatherhood with um, Mike, his uh, Steve's dad, and, and and how that relationship is a direct uh, reflection of the lessons that Steve is trying to impart to his son. Um, 
I, I, I saw that as a way to elevate the film into kind of more universal themes. Um, and so the editorial process was, you know, constantly trying to hone in on what those core themes are so that you can start to just pare away. It helps you really, you know, get rid of um, unnecessary bits. Is this scene working? Does this, is this scene hitting on at least two or three of the main themes that we're trying to, to really explore in this film? If not, it's got to go, even if it's great. And there were tons of wonderful things that just had to, had to go and couldn't make it. Um, so, it was yeah, it was a large, large task. Um, on the on the filmmaking side, we had uh, probably all by the end of the day about thirteen hundred hours. Uh, mm-hmm. We had to shoot some some more things, probably another hundred um, over the time that I was on, and uh, you know do some sit down interviews to kind of tie the room together to to further give a little bit of context. Yeah. But we didn't want to use those sit down interviews very much at all. We wanted to have as much as possible to use this verite footage, use that kind of experiential feeling of the audience. Um, I mean, I, it, from my past work, I think I strive to have as much verite as possible. And often I feel like I'm, I'm trying to cheat things to make the verite feel like it's happening in the moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but with this, it, the, the blessing was that we just had it. We had, we had things caught on camera um, that were unfolding in front of your eyes. Um, So, um, you know, that, that sort of like Penn and Baker Wiseman style that I, I always uh, want. It was, was um, afforded to me in this, in this instance. Wonderful. I I don't have it in front of me. Who was your editor on this? Me. Uh, I, I had a feeling you were going to say that. So you really got to know the editor on this one, didn't you? <laughs> yes, he's 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 kind of a prick, but uh, um, yes, he he does good work. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, but the other person that helped me uh, a great deal was um, Brian Palmer, who was a co-editor on this, and um, he was an assistant editor on Finders Keepers, and so we just kind of stuck together and rolled right into this one awesome. and Brian did some great work. He, he crafted a lot of the, the scenes um, later in the film where, you know, that, that sort of bedroom fight between Steve and Michelle yeah. Um, yeah. and some, some really like very emotional scenes. Um, Brian did a great job at putting together. Well, you, you have, you've had two home runs in a row here with finders keepers and Gleason. It, these are two wonderful documentaries stories that take us places as i love to say about documentaries and why i love them so much they put you in places that you could never imagine you would be in otherwise and they tell you things they they allow you to see things uh in ways that you couldn't ever have imagined it it's it's just wonderful stuff and uh congratulations again on gleason Oh, thank you so much. I, I'm glad that you have enjoyed these last couple of films. Hopefully, I'll keep the roll going. There you go. I want to remind our listeners that they can see these films here in Los Angeles at the Arc Light Theater as well as the Landmark 12. And uh, and there's it's playing in New York. You're going to be in New York. Uh, and then in New Orleans, obviously, Seattle. Steve, will be, Steve Gleason will be in Seattle. Go to GleasonMovie.com to check out all of the information as well as finding out how you can be a part of helping with the cure for ALS, one of the most vicious and horrible diseases at this point, not seen to be as a curable 
uh, disease, but one that is people are working feverishly to change that. Uh, you can go to GleasonMovie.com, find out. It'll get you to links about it and the Gleason in Initiative Foundation and the Gleason Family Trust as well. All right, Clay, thank you again. The film is Gleason. Take care. All right. Thank you so much. Have a good evening. You too. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.